Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. Today is Sunday, June the 6th, and I am here to discuss a very exciting two-game NBA slate that will take place uh, earlier than normal. It's a 1 uh, p.m. game for Atlanta and Philadelphia and a 3.30 Dallas and the Clippers. So very exciting, a game one to kick off that Eastern Conference series. And of course, a game seven uh, in this crazy Dallas and Los Angeles series that has seen the road team win six games in a row. Unbelievable. Got the Mavs hat on, had to pull it out. Dirk's uh, getting some shut eye here, getting ready for tomorrow's game. But uh, I, you know, I don't even know what to expect going into this game. It has been the most bizarre series, but uh, it's going to be exciting. That much I do know. So, what we're going to do in this podcast today is uh, similar to what we've we've been doing here with the shorter slates in the NBA playoffs. We're going to look at the matchups, uh, check out a little bit of the box score from the last couple of games uh, that they've played. Uh, we'll spend a little bit more time on Atlanta and Philadelphia uh, with this being the first game that they're matching up against each other. And, of course, uh, it doesn't look like Embiid's going to play with that slight meniscus tear uh, in his knee. So very disappointing there. But uh, we'll go over, you know, what that's going to mean to the Sixers and and this game in particular. So, we did have a fantastic Saturday night. Uh, we had some takedowns. Um, we were very fortunate. Uh, we did fade Harden 100%, and that ended up, you know, with that unfortunate injury that he had, uh, ended up to be one of those variance things that we always talk about. You know, they go against you and they can go for you. So uh, obviously tonight it was uh, the Coach Talk family that won out on that one. So. Uh, again, like I say, top uh, one and a half, two percent lineup uh, on DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo for the NBA. So very proud of that, and uh, congratulations to our members uh, for some great takedowns. We had some very uh, good size winners uh, across the board today. So it was it was a fun fun uh, day of basketball, that's for sure. And hopefully congratulations to some of you listeners out there uh, that aren't part of the Coach Talk family just yet. Uh, hopefully some of what we discussed in the podcast yesterday was was super helpful for you to get you to the finish line. So, all right, let's, uh, let's tackle this. We're going to go right into it. And um, first game, the 1 o'clock Eastern game, is the Atlanta Hawks at the Philadelphia 76ers. And we have Philadelphia only favored by two and a half, which is pretty surprising uh, that it, the, the spread is that low. Obviously, Vegas has uh, counted Embiid out. I think that number would be more like six if, uh, if Embiid was in. Um, and it's 220 and a half on the over-under. So it is 10 and a half points higher than the Dallas Clippers game. Uh, so something to, to keep into consideration. So let's take a look at this matchup. Uh, for Atlanta, uh, they've got their full squad ready to roll. And uh, 
you know, this matchup against Philly is going to be extremely interesting, I think, for the the Trey Young fans out there. Because uh, if there's anybody in my mind that that uh, can give him a lot of trouble, it's Ben Simmons. Um, his length and his defensive ability um, is, I think, it's going to put Trey to the test. I definitely think he'll guard Trey, and uh, you know, I think that may be the pivotal piece of this entire series. Um, in this game one, I, I'm going to fade Trey as hot as he's been and as much as he's shooting uh, because I think that Simmons uh, defense is going to really affect him. Now, I get it. Embiid's not there to protect the rim. Uh, but, you know, Dwight Howard, he's no Embiid, you know, anymore at this point in his career. But he still protects the rim when he's in there, does a decent job. Uh, when they go smaller, you know, there may be some penetration that uh, that Trey will make, you know, that, that can finish a few buckets. So I still think he'll have a fine game. But, you know, that's going to be my, my big take, uh, you know, right off the bat for Atlanta is try to create, you know, a lineup here uh, that's going to be solid for showdown. Uh, and have enough salary that you don't have to go to any bench guys because that really is difficult. It's difficult to cash when you can't uh, make it work. I mean, we had tough decisions yesterday. You know, we sat Harden and uh, we sat Irving actually as well because uh, it's just impossible to get multiple guys in uh, with the largest salary. So, you know, something's got to give there and you got to make tough choices. And then based on matchups, defense, pace, um, you know, all of that's being taken into consideration uh, when we're building these lineups out. And, you know, when we when we do the podcasts and, and when I'm doing this one here, you know, I haven't made my final decisions. I have some anchors that I'm looking to throw overboard and and uh, hopefully, you know, they don't take down the ship, if you will. And I have some foundational guys that I'm I'm starting with and building around, and then just gonna you know do what we always do here at Coach Talk. We're gonna follow the news throughout the day, see what the coach speak is, check out Twitter, see if there's anything you know strategy wise or uh, matchup wise that's gonna be different than what we anticipate. Um, you know what we will see here is. Uh, certainly a, a little bit different of a matchup than we've seen when these two teams have played during the season. Um, you know, guys in and out that weren't available and are available, you know, it's just a different dynamic um, of of this matchup. And the level of play, obviously, is, is going to, you know, increase with it being playoffs. So we do have to, you know, take all of the former uh, matchups in, into consideration, but not as a basis. I think, you know, it's, it's like the old, uh, you know, argument when you're doing DFS baseball, BVP, you know, a, a small sample size, they faced each other six times because he's three for six is that, you know, so I get all that. And, you know, but I, I say that because I think you, you, you don't want to get caught in that trap of just looking statistically at what they've done uh, against each other because the rotations, the, the players that, that uh, are available, 
the matchups and and just literally the level of play. I mean, when you're in the middle of a long NBA season, even though you're playing another good team, there are flat games, there are games coaches rest players, move people in and out. So wanted to mention that on the jump here is, you know, I've seen that as a theme. I, I think some people, when they're building the line, their lineups, are, you know, looking at regular season statistics and weighing those too heavily. So just my, you know, my soapbox, uh, uh, you know, discussion today here, uh, just because I think you really do have to look at it at face value, uh, you know, what the situation is now, what the rotation looks like. Uh, get, again, those things have changed throughout the season. So, you know, fading Trey, not an easy thing to do. The guy took 28 shots last time. I mean, that's what you're looking for. You want big minutes. He played 41. So a lot of you probably are saying, why are you fading him, coach? 41 minutes, 28 shots, et cetera. Great series. You know, there's, there's several different things. Uh, looking statistically at Simmons' defensive rating, his uh, DRPM is amazing. And even without Embiid in the, in the middle, they still have very sound defenders alongside Simmons with Danny Green, uh, Tobias Harris, Dwight Howard when he's in there. I mean, these guys can defend. They're no joke. And also, you know, I feel like there might be an, a game of a little bit of an adjustment for Trey because he was so stoked up for that Knicks series. You know, that first game in New York, they're chanting F.U. Trey and all that. And, you know, he just lit up and just went after and wanted to knock them out quickly, which he did. But, you know... The psychological aspect of that, now that he's coming into a new series, it's game one, that intensity level, whether subconsciously or not, is going to come down just a bit. He's super expensive, and I think that this is just a good spot to fade him. So uh, difficult choice. As far as the other uh, players that I'm looking at here, though, for Atlanta, because I, I don't mind having some exposure here, uh, you know, Bogdanovich played 35 minutes. He only got 11 shots up, and he was a very unusual one for seven from three. I think he'll adjust that a little bit. I think he'll hit some more shots. What I've seen, though, with the trend with Bogdanovich is all of the periphery stats are increasing for him. He had seven rebounds, five assists, two steals, and a block in that last game. And, you know, when he starts not being scoring dependent, uh, which he isn't completely like some of the guys, but at times he can be. Uh, but that hasn't been the trend lately. So, you know, I think he'll shoot a little better for sure. And those uh, ancillary stats, if you will, I think are going to improve. So I think he's a great play. Um, you know, Clint Capella without Embiid in there uh, becomes a playable commodity. Uh, you know, they're, they're, the only risk you have with him, he did play 37 minutes the last game and, you know, 15 rebounds, six for seven from the field. So, but he's expensive and there is the possibility Philly goes small because Embiid's out, you know, plays a lineup with Scott at center or, you know, uh, they, they have gone very small at times. And sometimes that plays Capella off the floor. So, you know, you got it. If that's the direction you want to go, that's, you know, the risk that's going to be taken right now. He's just on the cut line for me. 
uh, that could change, you know, uh, by uh, game time. But, uh, you know, I think his minutes may just decrease slightly, and that could be enough uh, to knock him out. Again, he's a guy that can break the slate. With no Embiid in the middle, though, you know, 15, 18 rebounds is always possible if he gets enough of a run. Uh, I still like the value playing DeAndre Hunter. We've I've pretty much rostered him uh, almost every game, and he got 11 shots up again, 35 minutes. They need his defensive presence on the floor. Um, I'd like to see him pick up a little bit more on the rebounding side uh, with his size, but I think he's uh, fully in play. After that, I think John Collins a little overpriced, um, and you know they're they're going to play those. Five main guys, Collins, Hunter, Capella, Bogdanovich, and Young, the the biggest portion uh, of the rotation without question. Now, you'll get, uh, especially if they go small and sit Capella for a while, you'll get a decent look at probably about 20 to 23 minutes for Gallinari, who uh, is coming off uh, just a horrific game, the last game, 0 for 7 from the field. And he's not a guy that's going to pick up a, a ton of rebounds and assists for you. So very risky there. Um, and Kevin Herter got 20 minutes. Again, you know, it's it's not easy. You can't spend up for everybody. But I just don't feel comfortable with any bench from Atlanta whatsoever. So, you know, my focus is going to probably be Bogdanovich, Hunter, and like I say, Capella not quite but is still into consideration. All right, let's flip over uh, to the Philadelphia side. Obviously, with him beat out, you know, we did get to see that last game where he sat. And, you know, what we've seen with Philly is they do utilize their bench, and they have some players that are really stepping up and getting it done, uh, which gives you some options, which we haven't had in a lot of these series where, you know, it's the five main guys, maybe two guys off the bench getting enough minutes to even look at. But it's a little bit different. I mean, you've got obviously the the starting lineup. Uh, we'll see if how they're going to go here with uh, Capella in there. But they very well could go Green, Harris, Simmons, Thibel, and Curry go small. Or if they start Howard, which is possible, then that would probably rotate out Thibel and he'd come off the bench. But they're also getting good minutes from Tyrese Maxey. I mean, we got to say it. I mean, we've been calling, Andrew and I have talked about this so many times, you know, the guys like Gafford for Washington, Tyrese Maxey for Philly. It's just when he's in there, he's extremely effective. We've been calling for those guys to get minutes. And all of a sudden now he's getting minutes in it's playoff time, which, you know, is, you know, he's earned it, though. I mean, he's proved to Doc he deserves to play. Uh, he got almost 27 minutes this last game, and I think he's into cons in consideration here. Now his price has changed a little bit, but it's still within reason. So he's he's my favorite guy uh, off the bench. Um, and then between Thibel and, and Dwight Howard, and then Maxie, as I mentioned, that gives you seven guys that you can really consider here. Danny Green played 30 minutes. He's been uh, consistent throughout. He'll get his minutes. Tobias Harris, my favorite play on Philly. 
you know, he's been very tough when Embiid is out. His uh, usage goes way up. He got 17 shots up, but he's going to get a lot more rebounds with Embiid off the floor. He's had multiple double-digit rebound games, uh, and he, he can pass the ball. He's a, a very adept defender. So Tobias Harris is my favorite play on the Philly side. Uh, Simmons, you certainly can consider. I mean, he's a triple-double waiting to happen. He had one uh, this last game, 19 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. Um, you know, the question is, are they going to, you know, do a, uh, the fouling of Simmons to put him at the line? I, I, you know, Washington did that. It sort of backfired. I don't anticipate Atlanta's going to do that. Uh, so I, I do think uh, Simmons got a little bit of a lift in just getting all those free throw attempts in some of these games, uh, you know, he where he was in double digit uh, uh shots from the foul line. So there's some free points there. Um, he certainly can is in consideration, but you can't pay up for everybody. Um, Thibel is going to be, you know, a, a key player here. He's also probably going to get some rotation on Trey and Bogdanovich specifically. And he's a fantastic defender. There's no question about it. Um, you know, can he contribute enough offensively? And will he get enough minutes? He's not quite going to make the cut for me here, but he can be considered only 17 minutes, 16 and a half, actually, the last game. And, you know, he he will get you some stocks, but, you know, the scoring is always highly in question. Um, like I said, Dwight Howard at the value play that he is, uh, you know, last game, he he did just fine. He only took two shots, but, you know, he made them. He uh, rebounded well. He made his free throws, 8 for 10 from the line. You know, the, the only problem that you have to worry about with him, and, you know, you have to discuss it because it really is an issue, is, you know, is he going to get technicals? Is he going to get thrown out? And is he going to get in foul trouble? I mean, he's so volatile that, you know, just watching him, you know, when I rostered him this last time, and it's like every time somebody got the ball and started driving towards Howard, I just sort of looked away like, oh, God, here comes another foul. You know, it's it's so uh, difficult to watch. So I don't know if I'm going to go there. I, I, you know, I think that he'll get decent ownership. I want to see if he's going to start, though. If they do start him, um, you know, I, I think that it puts him into much better consideration. But if he is going to come off the bench and get sub 20 minutes, then uh you know, that's that's probably where I switch back to Capella. And, I, you know, I, w I would rather spend up there than spend up for Howard coming off the bench. Now, if Howard is in the starting lineup, that decreases that, you know, Capella being on the right on the line for me one way or the other. I think it decreases his uh, ownership and for me as well. Uh, and and puts Howard into consideration. After that, you know, you, you've got a lot of spot players like Cork Moss, George Hill, and guys just very, very tough to roster in, you know, these smaller slates with just two games uh, for sure. So I uh, love this game. I think uh, I start with Harris and then figure out, you know, how I want to fill in from there. Harris is going to get a lot of ownership, uh, but I think he deserves it. All right. Uh, before we jump to the second game here, 
Uh, real quickly, and I'll, I'll make it fast today. Uh, if We'd love to have you join us, dfscoachtalk.com. Uh, you can join for as little as $10 for a three-day pass, which gets you everything that we offer, all of our basketball, baseball, and golf, all our lineups, uh, all of our content. You know, uh, is you get everything when you join Coach Talk. We also do a weekly meeting. We, we had one yesterday. Uh, and it was great. Uh, we do a lot of discussions, uh, a lot of points on contest selection, bankroll management, strategy and building showdown lineups, etc. And then we do a lot of Q&A stuff with our pros. It's just an awesome thing we do weekly. And uh, we really invest in our members and we'd love to have you be part of that. Uh, we're looking for long-term, uh, you know, long-term relationships with our members, helping them, uh, you know, approach DFS in a way that it can be financially successful for them long-term and sustainable. And and that's the key that a lot of people miss in DFS. And, uh, you know, we want to help you get to that next level. So we would love to have you. Uh, we also have a great uh, opportunity right now uh, that we're uh, in honor of the NBA playoffs. We're offering a two-month package for a total of 111, which is a, a much reduced price from our normal pricing. Uh, great time to get in. Tons of baseball going on right now. A uh, lot of great PGA golf. In fact, you know, all we had some rosters with uh, all six guys making the cut, and we'll be in a, a you know major sweat tomorrow. Uh, for this final round uh, of the memorial, and luckily we completely faded Rom because we know you know he got booted out today. So crazy stuff happening. I mean, I just avoiding the Harden and Rom landmines today felt like uh, a win just in itself. But uh, anyway, we we'd love to have you uh, check us out. We we do uh, in front of the paywall podcast seven days a week for the NBA. Uh, Andrew and I are, are on Monday through Friday, and then I tackle the weekends. Uh, when basketball ends in late July, uh, we'll jump in and do some MLB podcasts. We'll also do podcasts for the Olympics. Uh, great contest there. We uh, we had some great success uh, in those tournaments. You know that are going on internationally. Olympics being the best one of all. So we'll we'll also offer that. So. Come in and try us, dfscoachtalk.com. Uh, if you want to check us out on Twitter, we're at dfscoachtalk. I'm at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. And Andrew is at Language Olympic. So check us out there. We're also on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you can find us. Uh, it's DFS Coach Talk uh, everywhere. So, all right, last thing. Uh, I wanted to mention this at the beginning, but I forgot. But if you're watching this on YouTube... This is important to us. We are so close to a really important goal for us with subscribers on YouTube. So take a minute, not even a minute, take 10 seconds, hit the thumbs up, hit that subscribe button, click the little alert in the upper corner. That will let you know when all of our podcasts post so you can conveniently listen to them at your leisure. But uh, we, we really appreciate the thumbs up and uh, certainly the subscribe. If you're listening to us uh, audio-wise through uh, all of our podcast outlets, Spotify, 
uh, Apple Podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, iHeart, etc. A quick five-star rating and a comment, two, three words. That's that's all we need. Just something that give us a boost in that algorithm. Uh, our man Joe Stanton goes through monthly, once a month, and chooses someone randomly. We use a randomizer that made a comment, gave us five stars, and they get a free week membership at Coach Talk. So awesome stuff. All right. Game seven, which obviously, as a Mavs fan, uh, I'm extremely nervous about. Um, it has been such a roller coaster uh, series. I, I don't even know where to start. And I don't even know how we break down the, this matchup anymore. We, this is the seventh time that we've broken this matchup out in the last week and a half or whatever it's been. So I guess, you know, the discussion's not that difficult. Um, Kawhi and and Luca are just dominant basketball players that are carrying their teams and they have to be considered, you know, can you play both? I mean, we did this last go around and it really was successful. Um, both Andrew and I agreed he went uh, he went Luca Kawhi when Kawhi Luca and we built guys around him. And we both did, you know, just fine. But that was in a showdown slate. This is a two-gamer. So, you know, a lot of it's going to have to do with the domino effect, like I said earlier. If I end up with a Capella uh, instead of a Howard and such, you don't have as much salary. It affects that next decision on whether you can, you know, really roster up to, to go with Kawhi and Luka. So, uh, you know, this isn't a tease to get you to join or or jump in Discord. This is just the honesty of it is, you know, you're going to need to follow us throughout the day today. Uh, check us out in Discord. You know, if, if even if you want to become a three-day member and come in, you have all access to our Discord. We'll be talking about it, breaking it down there, and setting those lineups. Uh, you know, so we'd love to have you join us, uh, you know, there. So for me... You know, it's either Kawhi and Luca, and then make the rest work. Um, or if I do uh, weigh it more with this first game with Capella and some of the that shifting, uh, I may buy down uh, from Kawhi. And you know, in that case, I may go with Paul George instead. But I don't want to go there as of right now. I still think the strongest play is to make it work with Kawhi and Luka. They're the two strongest DFS players right now in the playoffs, other than Giannis. I think he's right with the two of them. But uh, after that, I mean, it's it's hard not to go there. Kawhi has been just, you know, out of this world, impossible to even imagine. Again, this last game, he went 18 for 25 from the field. And a lot of those shots were tough shots. And he got um, 42 minutes. Sorry, quick drink. Thank you. Uh, 42 minutes. And just his numbers, just absolutely ridiculous. Five to not for nine from three. And the Mavericks don't have an answer for him. Uh, they're, you know, trying to play Kleba on him. Kleba's playing hurt. He's just a shell of himself. They've tried other rotations. Even Lucas guarded him some. But, you know... It's hard not to start with Kawhi. I mean, he's he's just playing at a completely different level and carrying this team. 
So, you know, that's where you got to, I think, start. Um, after that, there, there's a lot to consider here. Marcus Morris got 42 minutes, but he went one for 10 from the field, and only had three rebounds, a really horrible game for 41 and a half, 42 minutes of play. But, you know, we know that, that minutes equal money sometimes, and that access to being on the floor, if he hits, you know, shoots four for 10, then his stats are looking different. Um, he usually rebounds better than that. So he's still in play for me, even though he's coming off such a terrible game. Maybe a positive in the fact that his ownership will be down because he did burn a lot of people last time through. So you can consider him. Uh, I'm not a Batum guy. I know he's starting and et cetera, et cetera. I just don't think that uh, it's worth going there. Uh, Reggie Jackson, phenomenal first half. Looked like he was going to take down the slate single-handedly. Uh, definitely slowed down in the second half of this last game, but he's getting big minutes. Pat Bev's not in the rotation. Uh, Reggie is the point guard. He's shooting the ball a lot. Uh, he's had the second most shot attempts again to Kawhi uh, uh, compared to George. They they had the same or uh, a couple of games, and, and Jackson's even shot the ball more at times. So he certainly has to be in play his price has increased, but you know certainly more affordable than Paul George. So Reggie remains in play for me. After that, I mean, the bench just did not see the floor. I mean, it was Mann, Rondo, and Kennard all got 10 minutes and Zubot's five. So I don't see how you risk playing those guys. Uh, you know, I, I figured, you know, Lou just ran the five guys out there and said, this is an elimination game. Go as long as you can go. Uh, George, Paul George played 46 minutes. And I'll tell you what, the, I wish the Mavericks would have done the same thing. If you remember when that game turned, it was a really close game. And at the beginning of the fourth quarter, Carlisle stuck to his rotation stuff, sat Luca and Porzingis, had a really sketchy lineup in there. And they were, uh, Mavs were up by four. Next thing you know, they were down by six. So, you know, I'm hoping uh, now that this is an elimination game for the Mavericks, that they will uh, increase minutes uh, was for some of their guys as well. But fitting the salary in is going to be the big thing. Where do you pay down uh, is going to be, you know, the secondary piece. For me, Kawhi, number one, the pay downs, Morris Jackson would be the top two uh, in that spot. And then, you know, with the Mavericks, again, pretty simple here. You just you start and finish with Luca. I mean, the man is just incredible. And regardless if he's shooting well or not shooting well, he's just a, a magnet. He's like Harden in those days with the Rockets when he was putting up 80 or 90 DFS points every day. I mean, Luke is just going to do that. He's going to get a ton of rebounds, a ton of assists. Uh, and, you know, I'm not telling anybody anything they don't know. But, you know, it's worth spending up. I think you spend up, uh, eat the chalk, just do what you got to do here, and you play Luca. Uh, he, he did play 40 minutes, took 24 shots. You know, I think all of that will be very similar. So, uh, 
value-wise, you know, can't afford Chris Stapps or or even uh, probably a Hardaway in this situation. So, you know, as far as value goes, I think there's the potential to look at Boban again. Uh, he only got 17 minutes. He didn't get him in the rotation there in the second half. After he had that great start in the third quarter, he never saw the floor again, which was unusual. So maybe they go to him because we all know if Boban gets that to that 20-minute mark, uh, he's generally going to smash his number uh, for value. And uh, he just, you know, he's a rebound machine. They lob the ball up to him, uh, you know, and he's, he's going to go get it. So uh, I think Boban's certainly in play. Now, if he doesn't start, then, you know, that's that's a big red flag. Uh, and I'm not sure that I've scoured the Mavs stuff before I did the podcast here. And that has not been decided upon yet or else it has and they're not sharing it. So, uh, again, another key situation that we have to follow throughout the day, because uh, if he starts, I think he's well in play. If he doesn't, I'm, you know, I'm concerned he he plays 12 minutes and just doesn't get enough run. Uh, you know, the other guy that that isn't a bad play, in my opinion, is is DFS. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith played 42 minutes. He made three threes. He hit some big shots, seven rebounds, and he's pretty cheap. So, you know, he, he does disappear at times on the offensive side, but he's so active defensively, he is going to get you some stocks, and I think he's, he's worth a, a nice look. Um, one guy I've gone to a lot that's been clutch for the Mavericks throughout the year is Jalen Brunson. But again, you know, not quite getting enough run. He played two games ago. He played a little over five minutes. The last game, he did get 15 minutes and he did make a three and, and did a few things, uh, very well, but that concern again, it's, it's certainly a risk. Uh, is, is he going to get those minutes? If he happens to, you know, if someone's in foul trouble or, you know, he's going to sub, sub him in for Hardaway or whatever the case may be early on, and he does get mid-20s minutes, you know, he could be a phenomenal value here. But, you know, it's a risk-reward situation. I'll certainly use him in a GPP. I don't think I'll dial him up for cash. Uh, after that, uh, I think it's just a, a big fat goose egg. Uh, Maxie's playing terrible. Cauley Stein's not good. Uh, Powell and Josh Richardson played less than 10 minutes. So that's really, it's short benches all the way around. Uh, but I think that gives us, you know, something to follow here with, with the Boban news, a little bit of value, and then the opportunity to pay up for Lucas. So that is it, my friends. That's, that's the look at these two games. I'm really excited because personally, I love uh, two-game, three-game slates, or more than that, actually, but way better than showdowns. I mean, showdown slates, they're fine, and you know we've done well. We made a lot today with them, but I just think it takes a little bit of the strategy and the edge that we have away when you don't have to fill out a full roster and you can't just plug in the studs at, at the multiplier. So I'm excited for this slate. I think we're going to have a great day here uh and uh, we look forward to to having some of you join us. Uh, certainly have the opportunity uh, throughout the morning to join. 
Uh, but remember, the games start early. It's 1 o'clock Eastern uh, for the lock for the NBA two-game slate. So that is it, my friends. I hope you enjoyed it and got a lot out of it uh, today. Uh, certainly join us at DFSCoachTalk.com. And uh, we will be back tomorrow. Uh, uh, Andrew and I will be going after another NBA slate. So it's going to be exciting. I'm going to be a nervous wreck on this Game 7. But uh, you know what? Funnier things have happened. If, if six games have been won in a row on the road, why not seven, you know? So anyway, have a great Sunday. Enjoy family, friends. Enjoy the basketball And uh, we'll look to see you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in NBA DFS.